at some point do the ladies push back against that yeah. because of how men you know, yeah. we're, we're filthy animals so <laughs> speak for yourself point, at what point yeah. the ladies say we want our own bathrooms we, want we don't want the, the, the gross men yeah. uh, sharing our the equipment with us welcome to this week's edition of the weekly travel alert I'm Steve Glenn I'm Paul Glenn Paul this week is our final setup for the travel predictions for 2024 we've done 45 and I've got my final 50 15, all lined up. We're ready to rumble. Let's do it. Here we go. Number 46 in this week's weekly traveler. These are travel predictions for 2024. Reads, short airline flights will be outlawed within Europe in 2024. Paul, the country of France, if you fly into Paris and that flight is less than two and a half hours long connecting flight within France, you can't fly there. You've got to take a train. Yep. Yeah, this is the, the green movement is, is taking effect over there. So and some of that makes a lot of sense uh, because time-wise, you can probably get there on the train just as fast as you could with a connection flight worried about your luggage. And usually a train goes every hour or two within France. But you're going to see other places like Spain, and I'm sure the EU will look at that and say, hey, uh, we want to we want to cut down on our our fossil fuel uh, use and try to get people moved to a train where it'll take less fossil fuel. So with that, it's going to be interesting of which other countries do this. France is so big they can they can probably do it easier than others. But that's quite a difference for Americans because we're not used to trains. But most of these airports are connected from airport to city center. And then city center trains to the main stations. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see over the next, is it five, 10, 20 years, what happens with our infrastructure here domestically tied to this? Because I think what we'll see is it's going to happen in Europe. um, And it'll naturally at some point, there'll be a push for it to go that direction here. You bet. Number 47 on this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler, 2024 Travel Predictions reads, Some European cities will charge tourists a $5 daily visitor fee. When you look and go to Venice, Italy this year in 2024, to get into the city, it's going to cost you 5 bucks a day. Yeah. And they're basically going to charge that. And uh, I sense in the future, they'll also kind of be like, here's when you can go. You want to go in the morning? Here, here's a pass. If you want to go in the afternoon, so they keep so many people out of the city. Capacity control. You bet. And I sense this is going to take over Europe because you were in Rome uh, in June and you couldn't believe it. Oh, it was madness in June. So, yeah, it was one where they they need to do something. I mean, because you couldn't get in to see some of the things that you wanted to see. So it will actually benefit the travelers potentially. But, you know, my, my big question would be is how do they then prevent uh, the local hustlers from going out getting all the tickets for the, the prime times and then going sure. out and making money. So so there will be an opportunity for the entrepreneurial spirit to uh, to make some money off of this. Well, in Amsterdam's just doing simply they're adding a 12.5% tax on everything. So a hotel, they're just going to add 125 That doesn't really keep people down. No. But it just, they generate millions, if not billions of dollars of revenue. So once again, that traveler is going to be taxed from city, from hotels, from all over. They're going to be attacked with new taxes and ways for cities to make money. So with that, number 48 reads the headline for this week's weekly travel alert, our 2024 travel predictions. 
reads, 2024 will be the year I have enough confidence to travel without my wallet. Now, I'm getting very close. I've had this in here for five years <laughs> because I think with all the things that you can do online or, um, you know, you can store your credit cards online and pay that way. Uh, we're getting very close so you don't need your wallet or for you sure you don't need your cash even in most cases. So my question would be is what happens when you lose your phone or your phone dies? <laughs> you better have it backed up well, on that's the iCloud. The, yeah. huh? So I think yeah. that, that's where my confidence would maybe not be at the same level as yours just because there's always the what's the plan B? Well, uh, maybe, plan B is still reaching in my back pocket. Yeah, maybe I'll hand you my wallet and I'll try going when I'm going with you. <laughs> and I'll meet you when you, when you get stuck. Huh? Okay, number 49, <laughs> the headline reads in this week's Weekly Traveler, Southwest Airlines will start issuing seat assignments this year. Now, Paul... This is certainly a prediction because they're not saying they're going to do that, but I think they're going to because they want to get that business traveler. They've earned the vacation traveler, but now they want to attack that business traveler when Americans not paying attention to business traveler and other airlines are gone away from them. So I sense that they may try something big and bold, and for them, that's a seat assignment. That that would be tremendous. Um, you know, that's one reason I have refused to fly them because I have to know that I have an aisle seat. Um, yeah. And so I won't take the risk of not getting that aisle seat. If they would do this, I think, to your point, it's that, that corporate traveler all of a sudden is going to open up their mind to being able to to take Southwest. The, the one differentiator will still be they won't have two classes. So right. the status doesn't get you the opportunity for that upgrade. Um, so I, that's still a big enough differentiator that it, it's probably not going to make for a tremendous movement, but it will definitely uh, have an impact on those travelers that are earning status. You bet. Number 50 in this week's Weekly Traveler reads, Some travelers will avoid Seattle, Portland, Chicago, San Francisco, and even Minneapolis in 2024. Paul, these are some of the great cities of the United States. And they, of course, they kind of got a black eye with all the civil unrest and the, all the demonstrations and all the things. I think it's starting to die off, but I still think they, some people have a reservation about doing traveling there because it's they safety. still, it's a safety issue. And some of the things you read about going on in San Francisco, you go, why in the world would I go there? But I love these cities. I love San Francisco. I love Seattle. You know, I, I love the Portland and those cities. So I hope that sometime they get back on their feet and and uh, kind of clean up. I had a meeting in San Francisco, I want to say about a year ago, and I was expecting the worst and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, okay. So I think dependent upon the area that you're going, we were downtown, which, you know, you hear some of the nightmares about that. But it was something where it wasn't near as bad as what the media had made me paint in my mind. So, yeah. so I think there needs to be a realization of, you know, what you're being sold versus what actuality is. And uh, that, that's a challenge for some right now. You bet. Kind of the old axiom in the press is if, if it bleeds, it leads. And they're going to tell you about all the horror stories, but not tell you the good stuff. And that's probably the case. Well, even uh, Denver is another sure. city that, you know, you hear all the nightmares about, uh, the homeless and things there. But we, we were there a year and a half ago. We took a bunch of clients. It was kind of the, the travels coming back after COVID. And I, you know, you, 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 the pot smoking and things like that was 
pretty prevalent, but I didn't see the other things that I was expecting. So yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to what's what you're being sold versus what's reality. Paul, this next one may shock a lot of people. Number 51 on this week's travel predictions for 2024 reads, Mexico is becoming marginally safe country to travel to in 2024. Paul, if you look at the State Department's website, they have a different category for Mexico because I don't think they want to offend our friends to the south. So, but they still say that there's a lot of bad stuff going on there. And I know it's usually confined in certain areas, Acapulco and other things, but still, uh, some people have a hesitancy now to go to Mexico. Yeah, we had a group a uh, handful of years ago that so over 500 people were going down for a, an annual meeting. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, most of the, the criminal activity is confined in the local areas rather than the tourist zones. But, you know, when something does go awry, we just happened to have a, a chase with a cartel and the, the police, and it ended up getting right in front of our hotel where they ended up shooting the guy. So it's one of those things that, even if you are in the the safe zone, is when something's going sideways, it can it can get anywhere. Of course, I imagine the people in Mexico are reading the U.S. papers about the Detroit, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're going, "I don't want to go to the U.S." Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I, I suppose it goes both ways. It does. Yeah. Number fifty-two in this week's weekly travel alert says American river cruising is piggybacking on European river cruising success in 2024. Paul, this last year in 2023, uh, Marie and I went on a river cruise from Memphis to New Orleans. What a great cruise. What a, And we were able to enjoy river cruising, which is so wonderful in Europe. Like you say, you, you don't have to pack and unpack mm-hmm. every day. You get off a new destination. Uh, and I think that's going to explode in the U.S. We have so many rivers here that can do river cruising. It's amazing. And um, so I think that's going to explode ahead of us. It's a little bit pricey. A lot of people sometimes are shocked with a five or $6,000 cruise for a week, but it has all the benefits of European cruising, which your food is free. A lot of times your drinks are free, your, your tours are free. And so it's just a wonderful upscale experience. If you do American cruising, you don't have to fly eight hours to Europe there and eight hours back. It eats up two days where here it doesn't do that. And I think that's where you can justify the price. You know, the right. price is, is higher than what people would anticipate just because, you know, it falls under U.S. compensation standards. So you sure. got to be able to attract people to work on these, whereas your European cruises, as well as your cruises anyplace else in the world, they don't have minimum wage and things like that that they're having to deal with at the same level. So so that's a big part of the price factor. But to your point, it's a two or $300 airline ticket, hopefully, instead of an $1,800 airline ticket. Number 53 in this week's edition of the Weekly Travel Alert reads, your butt will get bigger or the airline seats smaller in 2024. How come it is that it seems like every time I get in a seat, it seems like it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller? Well, a lot of the airlines are actually making those seats smaller. They're not telling us about it, but they're making it so they can fit one more row in or one more so it gets tighter between seats. Uh, North and south and mm-hmm. east and west, they seem like they're also coming down that way. So um, I sense that's going to continue in 2024. They're not going the other way. Well, we've talked on previous uh, updates regarding what the airlines are doing with bigger planes. So I guess 
that would be a hope of mine is maybe as they do get a large, larger planes in their fleets, that that would be something that they don't have to continue to press. Great so, point. So we'll see. I think uh, short term, I don't see any changes, but maybe long term, if there is a softening at all, or as they get the more efficient, larger planes in the market, they won't have to, to squeeze us in there like sardines. And I think... Uh, you know, I'm very sensitive to that when I get on a regional jet and I have to sit against the wall like this, it, that's, that's awful tough. So with that number 54 in this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler, these are our 2024 predictions. And we're coming up with 60 of them this year. One year I had over 75. I was going to say, I know you've had over 75. So yeah, we're, 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 we're down. condensing these. That's so. right. So this one reads, I am selling airline stocks. Paul, uh, I don't see how an airline can make money in 2024. You have all the major airlines just gave their pilots a 40% pay increase. 40%. Now, guess what the flight attendants are going to want? Mm -hmm. Guess what the, the, the engineers are going to want? Okay. Everybody's going to want to piggyback that. And not only that, they're adding 30, 40% more people on board. And um, if you have a little bit of an economic downturn at all, these guys are down in the dumpster fire again. Yeah. So I'm selling my airline stock. Now, I'm not a stockbroker, so do not rely on me. And I'll, I'm certainly not a good stock picker. So uh, I'm not qualified to advise you on your portfolio. I'm just saying me personally, you're not going to see an airline stock in my portfolio. If you just put logic on the table, I think that's the outcome that you're going to come with, come away with. So, so it's not suggesting uh, what people do with their portfolio, but I think logic, uh, logic speaks to, to going down that path. Paul, the next item on this week's Weekly Traveler, which is our 2024 travel predictions, reads... Unisex bathrooms will slowly take over the restaurant world in 2024. Paul, uh, in New York City, I noticed this uh, at restaurants is instead of having a men's and a ladies, they had like eight different private restrooms and for men and women. So you didn't have those lines. And quite frankly, that was really refreshing. And I'm hoping that that will take over in a lot of restaurants and a lot of public areas. I uh, I noticed it in Nashville, actually, at a restaurant here a couple of weeks back. And my thought through that process was, is at some point, do the ladies push back against that yeah. because of how men, you yeah. know, we're, we're filthy animals. So <laughs> Speak for yourself. Point, at what point yeah. the ladies say, we want our own bathrooms we because we bathroom. don't want the, the, the gross men yeah. uh, sharing our the equipment with us. You so. know, one of the things that, that I noticed in Europe, though, is they had private um, uh, toilet areas, but they shared sinks, sinks yep. which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, ha- you have a private stall, and uh, then you share a sink. The, the thing that I did like about it and, and why I think it can go this route, maybe there won't be as much pushback, is the stalls are very private stalls. Yes. So it's not like when you walk into an airport bathroom right now and you've got a stall, but they're, you know, you've got space below the door, space above the door. You know, these were all, they were like private rooms. Yeah. So one, so one of my favorite bathrooms, I can't believe we're talking about bathrooms on this show, is the Polaris Lounge in Chicago, New York, and others. Just a wonderful private uh, restroom area yeah. that they've, they've done upright. Number 56 in this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler reads, Savvy travelers will alter their travel plans from the summer months to the early spring and late fall to avoid massive crowds and heat at the most popular places. Paul, we've talked a little bit about this before. 
But if you move that summer months of June, July, August, and September and work around those for the other eight months, I think people will, as we talked about cool vacations, is they're going to avoid some of those summer heats in Southern Europe, even in Florida and and Texas and other places where 100 degrees just it makes a, a vacation miserable. And so I sense they're going to look more at those shoulder seasons where prices are great and even the off season, the holiday season. Yeah, I think, you know, when you when you break down your summer travel is really the forced travel time for school-aged families. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know you're going to have mass movements while the kids are out of school. So anything you can do to hit the uh, hit while the kids are in school is going to have multiple benefits available to you. Paul, the next one is really amazing. These are travel predictions for 2024. And we looked at the numbers you and I did as we were preparing for Simplifying Travel 2023, and we found an amazing thing. Travelers are changing which days of the week they travel. It used to be the business traveler would head out on a Monday, Tuesday, that type of thing. Now we're seeing Tuesday and Wednesday travel go down so much that many of these low-cost carriers aren't even flying to destinations on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And they're taking all that lift and moving it to the weekend for people to do their vacations or their leisure travel. So that's amazing transition. Leisure's become a big movement too. You know, if I can schedule a meeting on a Thursday or Friday and I'm going to uh, someplace that I can enjoy on the weekends, you know, that's become a big movement too, is let my, let my employer pay for my airfare and let me just have to cover the hotel. I, I did this in, uh, in Nashville You know, I had meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then my wife flew down Friday and we enjoyed the weekend in Nashville. So it's a great, great trend, great way to, uh, uh, to be able to enjoy some of these great cities. Sounds like a hipster to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now here's another thing in number 58, the big three airlines will see a seismic shift and have less than 50% domestic market share in 2024. Paul, this has never happened. We have all these low-cost carriers, the Allegiance, the Spirits, um, all those airlines. Now, I predict in this year that the big three will carry fewer than 50% of the capacity domestically, okay, which is major, major for the airline industry. But it actually, it aligns with what we've already talked about regarding where their revenue comes from. Right. You know, the big three, their big money comes from front of the airplane flying over the water. So it makes sense because they can't compete with the domestic low-cost carriers as far as price domestically. So most of what they're trying to do on the domestic level is to feed into their international flights. That's what that's what they want because that's where they're going to maximize that revenue. That's where the buck is made. That's right. Number 59 in this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler. These are travel predictions for 2024. This one is common sense. The pain of flying is causing people to drive for trips of 500 miles or less. And if you think about it, Paul, if I want to even travel to Chicago, I'm going to leave two and a half hours before, drive to Omaha, okay, wait an extra hour and a half, hope the plane is on time when I get to Chicago. That's going to take me four hours of flying time at the airport time when I could have got my car and been in Chicago. Been and halfway there by there. the time, yeah. And then if I got two or three or four people going with me, I don't have to pay $400 a ticket to get to Chicago. People are saying there's too much hassle in the system, and sometimes I can't count on the system. 
So with that, we see we've seen a massive drop in the number of people that are taking air air uh, or flights for for distances of 500 miles or less. Yeah, I uh, actually we're in uh, next month. We'll be driving to Kentucky, which is 12 hours each direction. But it's it's the same thing. By the time you looked at the cost to to fly there and the time it was going to take. It was going to be eight hours of flying, and then we would have had to rent a car and do that. So we'll end up saving. It, it might. We may not like each other by the time we get back home. That's a lot of time and uh, for three of us in a, in a vehicle. So when my hear- wife, we'll, we'll get home, and my wife will please uh, go, go find your friends and get out of the house uh-huh. for a while. We're tired of you. When I hear you traveling to Kentucky, there's got to be a bourbon trail in there somewhere, well, isn't we, there? we got some cabins that are there that we're going to go check out. They're an investment we're part of. But uh, there will definitely probably be a, a distillery stop or two. All right. Well, number 60. Can you believe we're already at number 60? And the weekly travel alert, travel predictions for 2024 reads, five cities will be designated as taxi or Uber-only cities by business travelers, by their corporate travel managers. Those are going to be Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and, of course, Newark. But basically, you know, why rent a car in Newark to go into New York City when you're going to pay seventy five or hundred bucks to, to valet, valet yep. and hundred bucks to rent it, I mean, this fifteen years ago, I remember we had a meeting at a Ritz Carlton. Ritz Carlton, say in San Francisco, and we had a great rate. I want to say it was hundred dollars, hundred twenty five dollars. So might have been twenty years ago. Um, but you run in a car, and valet was seventy five dollars a night. Bucks. So it was almost as much as the room rate at the Ritz Carlton. So those are going to be cities that travel corporate travel managers say if you go to those cities, don't rent a car. Yeah. You know, take an Uber, take a taxi, or whatever you need to do. So that's number sixty. Now, now believe it or not, Paul, I've got three bonus predictions. These are what people have been waiting for. Actually, number sixty one. Always such a giving guy. That's right. Hey, <laughs> bonus number sixty one. This is kind of self-serving, but travel advisors are the new rock stars of travel in 2024. One thing we're seeing, which is pretty amazing, is even millennials and younger people are saying, hey, I want a coach. I want a coach that will help me through all the the issues that will help me when I have a problem. They're realizing it doesn't cost much to, to use a travel advisor. And so travel advisors are coming back in vogue. It's kind of like the cool industry to be. We even see young people in the university come over and say, hey, I want to get plugged into this industry. I want to travel. This is going to be fun. Yeah, well, I I think what we see here locally is the the university's got a hospitality program, and they they talk hotels and and things like that. But now people are, the, the, the next generation is starting to say, I don't want to work in the hotel industry. I want to work in the, the, the travel industry. Where it's fun. I want to work where there's a, a sexiness to it because it's an adventure and every everything you do is a little bit different. So we're working banquets in a hotel. There's nothing sexy from my eyes about what that entails. That's just hard work. A 62 is my bonus. And I, once again, I, I got to admit I'm dreaming here. The Nebraska football team will win the Big Ten this year. We got a new quarterback. We got a new coach. We got new players. We got new optimism. And hope springs eternal every year. So that's my one bonus that may not hit that one. We have eight months of extreme optimism in Nebraska every year. And we are in that point right now. So let's keep that optimism up. 
And uh, hopefully they can extend that into uh, months 9, 10, and 11, and 12. That's right. <laughs> My last bonus for this year, guys, is executive travel. This will be our 39th year in 2024. It's amazing. I, I, it's hard for me to even comprehend that we started the company 39 years ago and been successful and for me to have our family involved in the company, it's just so much fun. And, and we see the future is very bright. You know, you've got, you've got artificial intelligence, you've got Gen AI, you've got all these things out there, but we're incorporating that into our company, into our tech stacks and all the things. So, but everything still comes down to personal service. Having somebody that cares about you and will help you out of the jam, will advise you what to do to save money, will coach you. And as long as we add value and help people by saving them money, saving them time, and making it a more rich experience, we've got a bright future. We have an amazing team. And I, I always tell people that's that's why we are who we are and why we've been successful for 39 years is uh, the amazing people that we're surrounded by. And so we've been blessed with that. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's the most exciting part is it's we have great clients. We have great team members. We're in a fun industry always changing, always challenges, which that's also why people are engaged in what we do that's is right. because it's not just the same thing every day. Every day is something different, but that's what makes it fun. And that's also why we where part of our value is, is yeah. that ever-changing aspect of it means there's always a, a question. There's always a, a new problem to solve. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you. The last uh, four weeks, we put together 60 travel predictions for 2024. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I get 70% of these right. And uh, we are excited about the future of 2024 in the travel industry. We think it'll be one of the best years, if not the best year ever. And we thank you for joining us. I'm Steve Glenn. I'm Paul Glenn. Please like, subscribe, share, add any comments or questions below so we can hit on the topics that are important to you in a future episode. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>